You are listening to the Hockey Heaven Podcast. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Hey guys, welcome to episode 28 of the Hockey Heaven Podcast. I'm here with uh, Ben and Zane. How's it going, guys? How's your week been? Not too bad, not too bad. Just uh, got a lot to talk about today, I know that. We got a bunch of good stuff coming, so. Maybe some rants coming, you know? Yeah, I know Zane's had a more exciting weekend. He was uh, in a different province, so. Yeah, I was uh, back in Edmonton and uh, had a hockey tournament there. Saw some family for family days. A pretty crazy weekend. I'm back now and... uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the, some playoff hockey. It's right around the corner. We got the trade deadline right now, and it's just you know teams are loading up. the The teams that are in the hunt, they're loading up, and I want to see the Oilers get someone good. I want to see uh, the Pacific just trade for shit players, and and the Oilers take the division. That's what I want. I do not want to see that. Obviously, are you kind of tired though, Zan, from your busy week? Oh, I'm exhausted. Okay, well, what you gotta do is you know. Go go crack a Red Bull because Red Bull gives you wings. <laughs> crack a Red Bull. I have a water next to me. Let's see. I have we a nice be cold Red water. Bull. Be, that would have been a sick plug. That would have been a sick plug, right? That would have been perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Today, guys, we're not going to talk about any of the trades that have already happened for the trade deadline. We're going to do an episode next week, like this was very next week after the deadline's over, and we're going to cover everything at once because that's just easier. So, what we are going to do today, though, is talk about rumors, uh, what we think is going to happen. Uh, we're going to talk about some uh, Department of Safety stuff. Uh, the, uh, that's probably going to be a big chunk of the episode because I know uh, all three of us can have a problem with it to some degree. So, um, yeah, where do you guys want to start? You want to start with the uh, player safety stuff? You guys want to start with some rumors? What do you guys want to do? I, I think we should unload on Department of Player Safety. Oh, all right, you know what, Ben? I, I, yeah, you've been you've been texting about this. You've been sending tweets. Let's let's hear you. Let's. Why don't you? Kick her off with uh, what? What are your what are your opinions on on the? Uh, well, let me start by saying that uh, the nuts on Evander Kane are huge, and he is so right. Uh, just just going off his statement there uh, that he listed against Peros and the whole Department of Player Safety. I do not like Evander Kane. You, I've never liked him. Do you have uh, this statement? I don't have it. I'll get him. Hold up. Him. You want to pull it up? It. Yeah, you should read it. it. It is so good. He, he hits on these points and just calls out Peros for basically picking and choosing who he, uh, you know, suspends and finds and things like that. It's just so good because the, the Department of Player Safety is a joke. They are selecting people by, it's almost like they spin a fucking wheel and they go, okay, uh, you get this, you get this. Like, there's no consistency. There's no real formula or method, it seems, that they're using to choose, like, it goes back to the first thing I, I remember noticing uh, this year uh, as a Canucks fan was the, the hit by Grizzlick on Pedersen. That was at least three seconds late and nowhere near uh, like it, it, it was just out of the blue. Like it wasn't part of the play. Uh, yeah, that was and, bad. And like 
First of all, it wasn't called a penalty, so I have a problem with the refing too because uh, the ref was right there and he missed okay, it. We can talk about the refing after because I'm. Gonna, we, we should touch I'm, on I'm refing after, yeah, yeah because it's I'll been it's been horrible. Uh, uh, but then the permanent player safety, there's nothing, and then you know the next game he gets a slew foot and, and a cross check to the back of the head by Monahan again, no call and nothing from the permanent player safety. And then Antoine Roussel slashes Yannick Weber because he got uh, cross checked in the in the ribs and they hand him a maximum fine and it's like. Okay, and then you watch Chara, you know, take off the head of Gallagher, and yeah. all he gets is a fine. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I swear there's a Bruins bias because, well, there's Grizzly so and Chara, who I, I just mentioned right there. It's I want to – I think we should save the Gallagher one because I think that, that one more overlaps with the refing and stuff yeah. for me. But but um, the fact that Chara cross-checked the guy in the head. Yeah, well, okay, you know what? Actually, let's dive into it. So, because I think uh, Kane talked about that. I'm going to read what – Yeah, Caudry. Yeah, he talked yeah. about the Caudry thing. Uh, I'm going to read what Kane tweeted out in his little notepad thing here. So he says, uh, the fact that the NHL Department of Player Safety headed by George Peros continue to pick and choose who and what they suspend is ridiculous. There have been countless incidents of the same nature through the season and past seasons that have gone unsuspended or fined. No one person can tell you what is or what isn't a suspension in today's game, which I completely agree with. Yep. That's, that's a big point there, right? Uh it's become a complete guess. There is a major lack of consistency with NHL Department of Player Safety, a completely flawed system in so many ways. From the suspensions to appeal rights, it's baffling to me how we as players agreed to this. You can't continue to give some players a pass and throw the book at others. There has been an outside third party making these decisions to remove the bias that transpires in this department headed by George Peros. None of it makes any sense. So he then went on to tweet uh, a video of uh, who was it that uh, was it the Kadri one, the playoff one, or Lawson Cross? Uh, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, he cross checks. Um, he cross checks. Who was it? It's the Char- Charlie Mac- Charlie Charlie McAvoy. He cross checked Charlie McAvoy. Did not get a suspension. He said. Uh, this isn't a suspension. Tell me what the difference is. And then he also tweeted out about the Gallagher cross check that he took from Chara, and he said, "But I thought this was a one game game playoff suspension. No, because I'm pretty sure Vander Kane got suspended for that exact same thing." So, um, real spicy comments from him comes out and attacks the NHL. Uh, I don't believe he's received any uh, punishment as we're recording this, like right now. Uh, I know that they were talking about it, but. I mean, I swear to like, if they punish him at all, if they find him at all, like, this is a joke. Like, I'll start a GoFundMe for him. Not that he I, needs it, but I, I'm not. I actually can't stand Evander Kane, but yeah, I, agree with, I agree with I agree with everything he said here. And uh, well, that's how you know that it's a joke is when you know, like, both of us. I I really really don't like Evander Kane, but I no, can't stand so him. easy to put aside my dislike for the guy and th- and just say. He is so right because he, yeah, is. he is like the Department of Player Safety has been an absolute joke. It's been a joke for a while. It goes back to 2011 and the, the whole hit on the Nathan, Nathan Horton by uh, Aaron Rome in the playoffs. And it was just a fucking joke. Like he gets suspended for four games. It's just like it's just a joke. The, there's no consistency, and you have like he said, you have absolutely no like you can look at one play and look at a, the exact same play. One of those guys will be suspended for five games. The other guy got nothing. And, yeah. and it just makes no sense. And it, it literally is. You look at Kadri in the playoffs; he got suspended. You look at Chara, what he did to uh, Gallagher. It's it's a lot of people say it's not it's not the same. It's basically the same thing. It's it's a cross check to the head. Yeah, it's not in the same spot, like on the boards and all that. 
but it's the same motion, same action. It has to be the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, now, go ahead. So you guys saying that if King gets fined, then you guys want to start a GoFundMe? I'm pretty sure you can pay with his fucking money phone. All right. <laughs> no, he's getting sued by by someone in Vegas. He owns like five hundred thousand oh, dollars yeah, in a casino true. in Vegas. That is true. Gambling. He's, got some, <laughs> he's got some legal issues, and I'm not surprised by that. Doesn't he have like a couple of baby mamas too that are like suing him or some shit too? I don't. Know. Yeah, I think so. He's Probably. he's got himself fucking, in some trouble. Fucking Kane, man. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> but he does make a good point. He does make a good point with this. One. Absolutely. And uh, I do want to say, like, um, it probably. What do you guys think about the Cassian kick? I is thought that, he should have got more. Th- more than more than seven. Well, was seven. Yeah. I thought I that was, was reasonable. I thought well, I thought ten maybe. Well, I thought okay. I did. First off, I didn't think he was gonna get more than five because I thought the the player safety thing is so it's such a joke, right? Yeah. But uh, if you actually go through and look at like a whole bunch of the stomping and like uh, kicking stuff. It's they're, they're the, the fines are the fines are pretty hefty, and with that on top of the Cassian is a definite repeat offender. He's been yeah, suspended, he got suspended last times. month. Yeah, suspended like, last month. Like, yeah, so like I thought he was gonna get north north of ten games, but uh, I thought that's what he deserved. But I'm not like I'm not a um, I'm not a Cassian fan, so I'm biased. So I I kind of I kind of stay out of it. Like I don't know. What did you think, Zane? I think seven was just a little bit high. I think five would have been fine. I don't think he made like. Enough you would have got contact. him in the throat, though. Oh yeah, like, it, it was very dangerous. It's very yeah. dangerous. It's a very bad. It's a really stupid decision. Like that, the fact yeah. that you have a guy that's willing to kick someone is like Jesus Christ, Castle. Yeah, and and that makes sense, and that's why I didn't get too worked up over it. I was like, all right, seven games. It's not, you know, like yeah. it's. It probably could have been five, just because he didn't actually make full impact. But seven, I'm not. I'm not going to argue it. The, the thing about Cassian, though, that is like. What really bothers me is he always does this stupid shit, and then afterwards, when he does like interviews and stuff, he's never like, he never thinks that it was wrong or like a problem. Right? I was gonna say, did he ever no, come yeah, out and he, apologize for that? He, no, no, he said he didn't think it was a big deal until the all the outrage came. Jesus, like, dude! Like outrage. he kicked the guy with, he, a, he made, with he, a knife. Didn't he make a comment after too and said, "I barely, I barely grazed or barely touched he, him he, in the chest or whatever"? He, he barely like hit his like jersey on his arm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then Cernak I, like, that's was not what saying, he said, but I'm like I'm just saying the way I saw it, he barely made real contact there. I don't know actually what he said about it, but he didn't think it was Cernak, a big deal. He was Cernak trying to get comments. himself loose from yeah. Cernak because the Tampa Bay Lightning had a four on two in mm-hmm. the weather zone. So yeah, I, yeah, because Archibald was under him, right? Yeah, was Archibald. Yeah, was under him. yeah, he talked about that too. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, no, I. There's, I mean, there's even this this thing now that um, that or it was yesterday that happened with the the Ben hit on OEL, which everybody's freaking out about. But I just feel like honestly, everybody's so sensitive to it now, where nobody knows what's a suspension, nobody knows what isn't a suspension, that every single play is going to be hyper analyzed now. And I mean, I'm sorry, but that's that's on the Department of Player Safety, right? Like they brought this upon themselves uh, by not being consistent and being making it a guessing game. So. Um, but I also think that some of the blame needs to be on the refs. On the, because... Oh, I was just about to bring this up as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, they, if they don't call the penalty, there's a chance that it could just slip by. Well, players want retribution too, and they're going to take it into their own hands, right? For some plays. Oh, uh, it's just uh, the refing. Yeah, but I feel like they, they don't 
they won't look at something unless there's like a public outrage. And if there's no penalty on the play, it can easily just get dismissed. Whereas if a penalty yeah, happens, then yeah. you know there's replays that come out with it more, and it just it's easier to spot. And it's like because because you have I, to. Realize I don't think too. the Department of Player Safety is looking at every single hit that's thrown in the NHL. Yeah, no, you have to realize too. A lot of like the the uh, criteria to suspend somebody. A lot of the, the plays have to be like penalties and and, and like th- those are the type of plays they look at, right? Well, but the refing's been so bad that they yeah. can't. No, exactly. I, I totally agree. They can't use and that as a... they can't use that as a model yeah. because the refs are missing like they're missing everything. Oh man, if you would have watched the Dallas Habs game the other night, where Claude Julien got fined, like okay, let me let me just start this. Cla- oh, okay, so... trust me, I've seen the Canucks games, man. It's been horrible. Oh, it's dude, been what, horrible. Dean Dean Morton, that fucking weasel. Uh, refs one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. Like it, I, after the after the podcast, I'm going to show you guys some of the clips I, I, that um, got called. Like fucking, I I don't I've actually never seen anything like it before in my life, right? Um, and Claude Julien after the game blows up. Uh, Brendan Gallagher blows up. I don't know if you guys saw that clip where Dean yeah, Martin tells him to that. go fuck himself. Yeah, he's was... got way too much pride to admit that he was wrong. Um, and of course, there's going to be no discipline from the NHL towards the ref, no statement or whatever, because the refs can never do no wrong. Um, but yeah, Claude Julien gets a bigger fine for, for blowing up the refs than Zdeno Chara does for cross-checking Gallagher, who was just who just came off concussion symptoms. Like, it, it, it's just it's just mind-boggling. I, I, I don't get it, man. Like, it... I think we need to have our uh, our ref guest John back on here. We could we should talk to him and ask. I I don't want to offend him. I would just I think I would lose <laughs> no, my but, fucking mind. But it'd be good to well because he's not refing anymore, so it's okay. But it'd be good to ask him like, do refs get talked to after a piss poor well, performance he did, like that? He did kind of talk. He about talked it, right? about he talked about after the season where they'd go through and they'd have like yeah. a like a review. Do we have that episode? We should uh, we should link it up again. Like. We should, we should. Uh, here. But I'd like to get new. I, I'd like to get his take on it because I'm curious. I wonder if they have like a well, really bad game. Do, okay. just, do they get talked to? Like, is there any kind of I'll, retribution? I'll tell you from experience because I, I played junior hockey. I didn't play like the, the highest levels of junior hockey, but I played. And when you put, start playing juniors, that's when you know you, you can start talking to the refs and they'll talk to you, like because there's a different maturity, you know, to, to yeah. the game. And like. I know a lot, I've seen a lot of comments where people are, are, are saying, like, you know, a ref telling a player to go fuck himself is, like, common practice in the NHL. It was extremely rare. I, like, I've heard it. I heard it a couple times in the ice. I was a goalie, mind you. So, um, you know, I wasn't, like, actively talking to the refs. But a couple times, you know, when I would talk to the ref and I would complain about, you know, getting fucking ran uh, 24-7, um, <laughs> they, were, they, were, they would be, like, you know, understanding about it and then they would always tell me i'll keep my eyes open for it and i mean like well after the game if i went and talked to them i would usually have civil conversations with them but for a ref to just like lose his mind like that and say go fuck yourself to gallagher and then skate over to the dallas players and hide behind them like i was just what a what a weasel man i i I lost all respect for that guy i think i I think a lot uh, there is like conversation with f-bombs with with oh absolutely that's just hockey language exactly it's hockey language and and one thing that the the ref we had john talked about uh was he talked about the story of said like you drop the fucking puck and he said to the player can you put your fucking stick down and like but that's different and that's what people are trying to say is that you know oh refs swear at players all the time yeah yeah, they'll tell them to put their fucking stick down it's different when you're telling the guy to go fuck himself 
Yeah, yeah. Because in the clip, Gallagher like lists off like five calls he fucking missed, and then after the fifth, one, and then Gallagher asks him, he goes, "Like, what, what, what do you, what do you have to say about that?" And then the ref just goes, "Go fuck yourself." Like, I, I he, he obviously no, knew that he had that a bad point, game. Like, what I do you fucked say at up. That point? I fucked up. Sorry, man. I had a bad game. Like, that's all you say. What's the player gonna do at that point? Okay, well, thanks, man. You like for me, that would be way more. I'd be like, okay, you know what, it happens, but we thank you for fucking admitting you had a or, bad game. Or instead or of just, just there, say I didn't see it, say I didn't see any of them. They're not my call or something like that. Don't tell the guy to f himself. Like, yeah, like it's just really unprofessional. And yeah, to me, know. that's that, that's just a bad look. Um, Immature. I know, I, that's. I think that's all. I I don't want to get too heated about it because it's, it's all for now. And next episode there'll be something different that they screw up. So exactly right, like it's just fucking nonstop. I I think we really what we really need to do is try to put our heads together to try to brainstorm like how this is gonna get fucking fixed. Because yes. it's I, it, it is embarrassing, man. Like I and it it, it the, the sad part is it's not even the NHL right now. Like the NFL has terrible refing. The NBA is a joke with refing. Yeah, I true. feel I feel like all the leagues right now are going through this where I don't think that people want to be refs because they get fucking shit on so much. So there's such a small group of guys where people we can pick from, and there's just not like not very there's just no talent in right. in that in that. Uh, and, no, and it, yeah, I don't. I, know I, I get it. it's like a like a worn out story that refing is bad, but when it continues to be like it just seems to get worse. And I get that people don't want to hear, oh, the ref is horrible, blah, blah, blah. It's an excuse. Well, to a point, but it, it's so bad right now that and it's every game that they're missing these blame calls that something needs to be done. And I yeah. don't know what that is, but it's it's, well, <laughs> it's horrible. I will play uh, a little bit of devil's advocate for the refs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I remember hearing earlier in the season, this was one of the most injury-riddled seasons for referees. Oh, really? So yeah, they're dealing with like not their regular crew that usually is out there, and also the speed of the game has picked up drastically in the last five years. And, th- and but, that's fair. But that's it's fair. not. Hold on, it's not even the refs on the ice. It's like video review. It's that's fucking everything, true. man. It's all bad. Like that's true too. I, I would give you the the only thing that I'll say that I understand why the refs like, especially with Montreal, Montreal. I, I don't mean to be biased, but, like, I'm pretty good about, you know, saying Montreal uh, deserved a penalty or, or those kind of things. But I think I saw a stat where, like, Montreal has – I think they're bottom three in the league for calls, uh, like, drawing penalties. And they're really high up for, uh, uh, like, missed calls. Uh, there's – there's I can't remember what it is, but this there's this um, – Twitter account that, that keeps track of all the like the more refing statistics and like calls oh, really? and stuff. Yeah, I'll try to find it maybe uh, later. But I don't think that's like a bias though. Well, no, hold on, hold on. I, I was gonna bring this around to kind of my next point of, um, so Julian complains after the game, right? I think he's done that twice this year. And if you watch Julian during the games, the guy won't fucking shut up. He's always yapping mm-hmm. at officials, and I feel like. When you're always doing that, that's part of it. It's only human, right, for the refs to be like, "Oh, fuck this guy." Yeah, and I get yeah. that. I I get that side of it, but the refs need to be mature enough to put that aside, right? Like that's part of your job is is to take it sometimes. Um, so I, I that's that's all I'll say about that. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. Um, do, where's do, do, uh, t- do you know where LA is on that list? 
because I know from the Tom McClellan days in Edmonton, in the Tom McClellan days in Edmonton, he would never say a bad word towards the refs ever. Yeah, doesn't matter what happened. Like he would never say a bad word. I don't know if that like correlates to getting I calls know or the not. The only one I remember too was Toronto was pretty high on that list, which was interesting too because hmm. I think that was during the Babs days. Yeah. Uh, when I when I kind of checked, I don't. I haven't. I haven't looked at it for a while. I'll try to find it after the podcast. Does, Maybe I'll. Does Babs get? It. Did he ever get mad at the refs though? Yeah, ba- well, Babs is a pretty big yapper too. I think. I think he was. Yeah, he's more old. More than so old school like, guys. So is Quenville, right? Yeah, he's the old the old school guys will give it to the refs for yeah. sure, right? And everybody's fucking snowflakes now. They can't take it. <laughs> True. Um, do, do we want to tie in the uh, Ben and uh, Peros thing and all that? So we're talking about player safety or you want to yeah we yeah, kind of touched they on it they just botched a, they botched that entire thing that's a suspension i'm sorry even if it's a game even if it's two games like you gotta even if it's a fine like you gotta throw something there you can't do that they have had prior incidents against each other and jamie ben completely ignores the puck and drives ekman larson's head to the fucking boards and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna completely agree with you zane because the, the response was that it was a puck play and Jimmy Ben's not playing the puck. He's playing. Yeah, he's OEL in his, back. his head into the boards. He's like, playing his back. That response to me was baffling because he's not even trying. He's not trying to get the puck. He's got two hands on his back. There's no stick battle or anything for the puck. He's driving the, him into the boards. That's the point, though. Like one guy was playing the puck and one guy was going to make a hit and like making a not hit a is legal hit. Not a exactly, legal. making a hit's okay. legal, but the, but, but the hit he did was not. If if players. You can't call it like that because if players always go into the court, the boards, and they know that if they just play the puck and put themselves in vulnerable positions, that they're going to get calls made on them and there's going to be suspensions, like it would just be a shit show. But, but like, there's, there has to be responsibility on OEL's pin, part. You can pin OEL though. A lot of guys will go go for the pin. They'll pin him against the boards. But if but if you pin him there, like you might not get the puck. He's trying to he's trying to separate him from the puck there. You can also come from fine. the side. No, he and didn't. Not... If you look if you look at the play, he drops his he drops his shoulder. Uh, to, to hit him, he like uses his hands. He uses his two he uses hands. Uses his two hands. There's no shoulder. It's two he hands. He, fall, he, follow, and he, he follows. He follows through. Two hands. No, he follows through with his hands, but he does make contact with his shoulder. And OEL is turned because when he when he gets the puck, he goes and gets it on his forehand, and then he pivots towards the, the boards to protect the puck from Ben. So at that point, Ben's only option is to hit him, it's, which he does. Ekman Larson didn't move, man. He went straight in. He went to grab the puck. That was that was just a terrible play by OEL. I don't, I don't know. I'm not I'm not on that board at all. I, I mean, here's the hit though. He he hit him in the numbers with his two hands on the back, face first into the boards. That's a textbook boarding call, and to me, that's a game suspension. Like, that's exactly yeah. what happened, right? I don't think we're gonna see eye on this one because I I think a lot of it. Do you think is... it was even a penalty? I would say you call it a boarding penalty, sure, if you want. And, and they did. They, they kicked him, which like actually five, in the, five in game. I, I think, called it I think, a five I, in game. Yeah, yeah, five in game. I think in the new school, which, sure, like, you can call that fine, whatever. I think new school, that's fine. Um, but uh, there's no suspension there. What about a fine, then? How about the maximum fine? Fucking Antoine no. Roussel got one for slashing I, a guy. They need to stop with all the slashing fines. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm with you on that. But, it's just but, the consistency again. Like, the, he gets a slime for slashing a guy, and this guy you know, tries to take off OEL's head, whether, and I will, part, part of the blame is on OEL, but, and he gets nothing. Like, to me, it's just the inconsistency I'll is I'll ask you a question, baffling. though. Yeah. If that, if that, ha- if that hit happens in the playoffs, like, well, is, anybody, is anybody talking it, about that? It, it depends who it is. If it's Kadri, it's probably a game. 
if it's any Boston well, Ka- Bruin, it's Ka- fine. Kadri's Ka- was different because he like went for the head. Like, no, no, no. I'm saying oh, if Kod- I'm saying if Kadri makes that exact same hit, it's a suspension. If it's any Boston Bruin, it's not even a penalty. I don't. I don't think so, man. I don't know. Oh, I think it is, dude. The, the, the way the Department of Player Safety operates is is. Just, it, honestly, it's pretty. Disgusting. Or are you are you saying because of like bias? Yes, I'm I, saying oh, because of bias. Okay. I'm saying okay. it, 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 because of their bias, it depends on who it is making that hit. To, that that's what will determine the punishment. I, think. Yeah, I know. I, I honestly I, think so. I agree. I agree. I kind of agree with you there too. I think that there's a little bit of bias towards certain teams. But no, on, on that play, like I look at it like this, right? It might even be player based. I wouldn't say teams. Yeah, that's fair. Sure, too. sure. Player based. That's, that's fair too. But I look at it like this, right? Like, I I don't. I think it'd be a massive mistake for the NHL to go away like hitting is what makes this game at high speeds obviously players can get hurt and they know that when they yep. sign contracts they do all that stuff that's what they're signing up for right mm-hmm. so it shouldn't really be called the department of player safety it should almost be called the department of player punishment because you're not going to keep players safe like it, it's just the reality of the game guys are going to get hurt it's what you sign up for you you understand that every time you step on the ice right um but you you can't if, if they start taking away all these like hits and all this stuff from the game, it's going to lose. It's like, it's uh it's spark. Like nobody let it. I'm sorry. It's not fun to watch a game where it's like seven, six and it's just, nobody touches each other and everybody is, is free to do whatever they want. Like a lot of the games that are fun is when there's big hits, you know, it's close tight going into the third period or whatever. And you know, like, like for instance, lacrosse, lacrosse is a game where, the, the the scoring of goals is almost like ruined because there's so many right yeah. or in hockey when a goal is scored it's really exciting it, it it almost has that same effect in soccer but soccer's like on the other side of it right there's not enough goals but when there is a goal it's it's fucking lit because everybody's like holy shit we scored you know what i mean so i think there's a fine balance to that and and hockey has always done a really good job of supplying that balance where it's like there's just the right amount of goals there's a, there's a there's hitting all the time and I feel like the game is like morphing away from that and more, I, I hate to say it, but more going to that more lacrosse scout where it's like high scoring, these high scoring games are just out of control. There was a game in the fucking um, OHL yesterday that the final score was 12 to 7 in the in the oh, OHL. Shit. Like, that's yeah, not hockey, hockey's man. hockey's pretty high scoring usually. Well, junior hockey it can never used there. to be like that. I know it can, but it, like, I feel like it's way higher in these last couple years than it's been because all these guys are so skill based and all this speed and there's none of the there's none of the you know tough gritty hitting guys anymore and it I don't know it's just it's just sad for me I well, and I agree like I yeah, love the hard slow. hits I, I love the hitting I love the fighting I, I, I nothing excites me more than seeing a line brawl like I'm all for mm-hmm. that so I, I just yeah. also wanted to make sure there has to be a line drawn somewhere you can't have guys getting drilled in the back into the boards but I'm all for like I don't want it to seem like I'm for the, you know, taking away of the hitting and the fighting and all that. I, you'll never meet someone more on board, though. I love fighting. I want to stay in the game forever. Uh, but there has to be rules in place somewhere. Yeah, because it's almost like people are expecting, like, the Department of Player Safety to be, like, the deterrent for players not to do the things they do. But that's not what it's going to that, – that, it will never work that way because – like players don't care they they play in the moment right they don't care about what's going to happen to them afterwards a lot of them i don't they're not even thinking about that i guarantee you but i mean if there's a guy like ryan reeves on the ice i guarantee you they'll be thinking about that shit because ryan reeves will beat the fuck out of them right yeah yeah. and and 
that's what people are expecting the the NHL player safety to be, and it's just never going to be that. So, I don't know. Like, for, so this Ben hit. If Ben makes that hit, and there's a guy on the ice that can go answer for OEL and fight Ben, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Ben would think about it maybe a little bit when he goes to re- like drive that guy into the boards, where it's uh, opposed to like he doesn't care because he's like, what's going to happen? I'm going to get a suspension. Okay, like, you know what I mean? You know, you, you understand what I'm kind of saying there? Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, well, just the last thing before we get into some trade rumors here, I do want to touch on uh, some goalie stuff because I am a goalie. I, I was a goalie. Um, goalie's getting fucking ran all the this time. Is a... It's really grinding my gears, man. I Yeah, I haven't seen a goalie interference penalty in a long time. And I don't even know what it is. Over. I don't even know what the fuck it is anymore, man. It's not even the goalie interference calls. It's, it's the classic thing of when coaches tell their players to drive the net, right? And... There's almost like these weird plays now where the goalie has no chance to make a save because they either they, they have two choices. Do I make this save and get fucked, like really badly hurt? Or do I, you know, kind of like half chicken out, protect myself a little bit, but, you know, give up the goal. The player has a higher percentage to score. Like there was a play where, uh, was it uh, Frank, France, France Sue got absolutely pummeled by Mark Shifley this year. And there was another play with uh, Laurent Brassois. Uh, on a breakaway where it was like if he goes and makes a save like he's gonna get absolutely lit up because these players are coming in at Mach 40 like and they're just going into the crease they don't care like do they, guys, just, they have go ahead do you, do you guys remember Tim Thomas in the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals Ben I'm sorry to bring this up H- hitting City and I know exactly hitting what you're City, yes yeah. you do that yeah. <laughs> yeah just throw you just throw a hit Ray Emery back man rest in peace but like we need uh, like we need Ray Emery back to just grab a player and beat the shit out of them yeah, yeah I'm waiting like, for Robin Lander to do that yeah he does at Burroughs but, but I, I don't know people don't understand that um like I know everybody's whining about the shit for the players and it kind of bugs me too because like I you know I what about the goalies, man? Like, there's there's so many plays where the players skate through the the crease and they're just not even paying attention to the goalie and they hit them. But well, and like the, realize... goal, the goalie's not paying attention to the player; he's watching the puck. Like he has, exactly he's totally it. defenseless. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys like when you get hit and you're not expecting it. It it's way you worse. Up, it's way worse. Yeah, it's way worse. That's like all, I've had concussion problems in my life, and like that's where they all came from was because I got hit when I was not. I was staring at the puck. Where I would like go down and make a save on the butterfly, and these guys are in the crease charging me, and I just get fucking ran over, and I never saw it coming. Right? You know, I agree. I, it's the same it's, thing. Like I played football as a quarterback, and yeah, it's way worse getting yeah. hit blindside. Like exactly. when you don't know what's you coming, can't, you can't prepare for it. It's like in a car crash too, right? Exactly. If you see yeah. it coming, you can prepare. Like it's just yeah. totally, it's just totally different reaction. Your body doesn't get yeah. ready for it, so it's it's just not you know it's not ready for it, and it, yeah. it's worse. It's worse on the body, worse on the head. So I would like to see a complete revamp of the goal interference rule over the summer. I think that that is a big part or a big agenda piece for the NHL. Uh, I would almost, I on people may not like this, but I don't, I think it should be a lot like uh, lacrosse in the sense where, or back in the olden days where you literally can't set foot in the crease. Like I, and I think the crease needs to be a little bit bigger on the sides of the net, but um, just to give the goalies a little bit extra protection because the crease is so small nowadays um, in terms of like, uh, I think I think the height is is okay, but the width, because a lot of the plays that happen are guys that cut um, down like uh, on the sides of the net and they cut in to, like the big power forwards, you know. And there's not there's not that um, that 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 nice circle. Like, you know you know how it used to be like like a nice half circle. Now it's more like a 
uh like a Maybe rectangle a with a circle on the top it's it's weird but i think they should bring back more that like uh that more half circle with on the sides to give the goalie some extra room now, i'm gonna tell you right now i don't think that's gonna be on the nhl's agenda i don't think it will be no either, yeah i think it should be make the crease smaller goal equipment smaller more goals yeah. maybe make the post a little thinner but you know what's gonna happen right like uh these goalies coming up now with all the concussion um uh stuff going on like i guarantee you some of these goalies careers are gonna get ruined because of concussions and stuff and like i mean i'm talking like star goalies and stuff like shesterkin or like these other guys and uh i think it's only gonna happen i think it's gonna take that for them to realize like shit needs to change so he took a butt end in the face from i think it was jonathan taves i said he took a butt end and his ass to the face it was (laughs) yeah but that's the exact that play looks harmless that play looks harmless and i know that he's not expecting it yeah exactly right that's that's the whole premise of the argument where yeah, you're just not expecting it, and it's the blindside ones that really get you. It's just guys harmlessly skating through the the crease like that, and they catch you in the head because you're leading forward, crouched down, and yeah, it's just a shame. But enough of that. Uh, let's. Uh, what do you guys want? Do we could do the trade uh, stuff, or I. I mean, there's some drama going on with Biz and Carcillo right now too. We could talk about that. Let's go trade rumors. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. Okay, let's, let's do that. Trades. Um. Where do you guys want to start? We want to start with the, the Avalanche seem to be pretty... Should we talk about a deal that's already happened, or are we going to do that next week? We'll do that next week. We'll talk okay. about deals that already happened. Let's let, let's start with the Avalanche, because they've been pretty um, they've been pretty adamant that they're buyers here. Uh, As they should be. They're looking for some top six help and uh, maybe some goaltending depth. They're looking at Chris Kreider, is what I've heard. Uh, I heard it's Kreider. They've been talking to Habs about Kovalchuk and Tatar. Um... And I also heard oh, yeah. you're just throwing those two out there anytime someone's looking to buy. Bergevin's <laughs> been Bergevin's been in Colorado for five days now, I think. Is he really? Yeah, they yeah. they keep saying it's not work related. Yeah, and it's what's he vacationing I, I, in Colorado in February? His, his for daughter then? goes to school there. Uh, okay, okay, okay. But, yeah, uh, yeah. They asked Joe Sack about it, and that was his answer, and he kind of smiled when he said it. So I don't I don't buy that for a bit. I've seen from from the Avalanche reporters that. They're in constant talks every day, so um, I think their I think first Tatar would be a great fit for for the Avs. I think their first look is going to be Kreider, though, just because he plays that that Kadri kind of style that they want to get more of. Yeah, I think Kadri was their first uh, go to as well, and if that those talks don't go well, then I think that they were going to of look yeah. to to the Habs, and I think that the Kreider talks kind of deteriorated within the last, you know. 36 hours kind of thing so what do you think oh, it's, it's a week it's a week like he's they're not going to be out of talks until he's traded somewhere else well i'm hearing Kreider's going to resign with with the rangers from a lot of guys too so i oh, don't even know all, if he's going to get traded there's talks all the way around like i'm sure they're yeah. probably shopping him out to like eight other teams as well and like you just got to look at your options and pick the best one at the end of the day like that's, that's what yeah. being a manager Either- is Either way, like they're gonna get a haul for Kreider. Like he's got thirty three points his last thirty one games, so he's popping off mm-hmm. right now in the perfect time. Um, That's why they should trade him. Yeah, I agree. But, well, you, one could argue too that the Rangers are maybe a couple defensemen away from and like a solid some solid goaltending, which the Sturkin can bring next year from being a decent team. Right? Absolutely. I, so I think yeah, why would you trade? Good. Why would you trade one of your best wingers for? Ah, uh, because I think they got guys that can step up. 
well, they, we would hope so with Kako and Kravstov. Kravstov, yeah. Yeah. Um, they have a couple other guys too. They got Bushnevich. That's that's still young as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but but I mean, I think I'd trade him, especially if you're gonna get a haul. Like we already we already seen one of the fastest rebuilds in the history. Yeah, can, they uh, need some. They need some more defensemen. Exactly. It's a seller's to, market. Yeah, I agree. Year. Definitely is a seller's market. Jesus. Yeah. Some of the over. We'll talk about it next week, but some of the yeah. overpayments um, have been nuts. What about what about the Oilers, Zane? What, what I mean, I've we've been hearing Tatar's name connected to the Oilers too, and I know they were Pajot's name was thrown out for the Oilers, and Tafoli was kind of connected to them too before he got dealt. But uh, have you heard anybody any other names? Yeah. So Ken Holland just actually just had a press conference this morning, and he was very clear about. You know, the one rule he kind of has going to this deadline day, he's not going to send his first for a rental. So that that rules out Peugeot, that ruled out uh, Toffoli, obviously. And um, and they didn't even give up a first for, for Toffoli, did they? I was going to say no first in the Toffoli deal. No, no it first was a in the Toffoli deal. Yeah. But it, it kind of rules him out for like even like a Chris Kreider, which would be like pretty solid. And... I mean, that's fine for me. This isn't the year to go all in, send your first for a for a rental that might not even sign with you. This is a well, year What about to... Tatar for you guys? Because he's more than a rental. <laughs> now this is getting interesting because yeah, this is Grayson's guy he's that got we've it. talked about. He's got well, one uh, extra should, season. Should, like, should I give some reference? Like, what you can do? It's still, can, can... in my opinion, still not worth the first round pick and a prospect you don't that think they're so? likely looking for. He he so, has a he has a speed game right like he's very quick he's very fast and I'm he's got great hands he's got great hands I'm more so looking for not someone that's identical to McDavid for his winger I'm looking for someone who can complement him in a different sense yeah but it'd be cash it would be cashing on the on the other side right but still like that, still, like that other wing that other winger you know I, who's I mean, there there's it's, nobody else there that other than like Wayne Simmons but he can't keep up so. Well, no, there's a lot of other trade targets. And actually, one of them that I was looking at, and uh, actually, uh, Eddie from our uh, league brought this up, from our fantasy league brought this up. He's like, Detroit's one of the worst teams in... Ever? <laughs> ever, right now. Anthony uh, Is that what you're talking about? No, no, not even Anthony Like he He's got that same style as Tatar. He's very, very fast. He's got good hands and all that stuff. It should be open season on the Detroit Red Wings outside of like Dylan Larkin and Oh, I know who you're gonna bring up. I, I got you. Oh, you know who I'm gonna bring up right now? I think are you gonna talk about Bertuzzi? I am gonna bring up Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You think they should trade him? Isn't he probably one of their cornerstones, young guys? I don't think they're gonna trade him. I think he's but, like look at how awful this season has been and and it's not like yeah, he's getting top six minutes, but he's not at like and he's putting up some like whatever, he's at like thirty five, forty points. But it's not anything that's like really helping them out as a true top six player right there. The thing, the thing about Detroit though is they got a whole bunch of skilled. Like they're really bad this year, right? But I think that next year they could be a lot better when they get guys like Zadina, Rasmussen, Valino all in their lineup. Like those three guys are huge. If they get some better defensemen, um, like maybe maybe trading Bertuzzi for more of a defenseman guy would make sense. But again, they could get Cider next year. Um, yeah, so that's my thinking. Maybe. maybe send like a sec. Like I don't think he's worth. A, I don't know if he's worth a first round pick. I don't think he was a first round pick. He's not producing to a first like blind player right now. But you throw him with a Connor McDavid, and 
maybe something sticks. Like, you know, I, I just don't. That's think my that, thinking. Take I don't someone think Detroit... that's kind of young, kind of just like not really great on his team right now, and just turn him into something. See if Connor McDavid can get him going. I don't think Detroit is the type. Or, like they, they were, they were, after they would trade Bertuzzi, they'd be missing that too, right? And and Bertuzzi's still yeah. young, so I don't know why you would trade Detroit, a guy like that. Detroit ain't got nothing to worry about for this season. Yeah, but and for I'm next, thinking next season, season, season after um, that. yeah, I'm thinking next season they're gonna have some guys stepping in to try and get earn that spot. It's not yeah, like I think gonna that's be, more of a next. It's not like they're gonna be trying to compete next, next year either. Uh, I mean, I don't. I think they're gonna be a lot. You think better. Detroit's like, they could gonna be like? You they could be like. Be they could be like this year's spot? Rangers. They could be like this year's Rangers. They could surprise. Absolutely. Like, what if Zadina? Yeah, what if Zadina has a, like a 30 goal season next year? They get Lafreniere, they have Valino step in, they have Bertuzzi, and they have Rasmussen. Like, that's. They could do some damage. They get Cedar up there, they're, maybe Philip Larson, their goaltender. Comes yeah, they, up. let's get to the defense. Like, your your Philip Larson. Your, their defense is, is pretty is pretty rancid. I'm not gonna lie to you, but Phillip and their goaltending is suspect too. They're gonna be probably the worst team in the league again next year. Yeah, I, I mean, I and, think that's the, the betting this, average, but I'm just saying this. that there's a chance they could be and, better. And that would be good for them, though. I think one more year of them being horrible and get another really good talent, like, then we're talking the next year after that. Then I think, you know, they're pushing things. But I, I just don't think it's time for them yet to be, like, move on from uh, from Bertuzzi. I think Bertuzzi oh, no, is no, a good— I agree. He's 24. He's, a, he's an RFA this year. He, like, They need to sign some guys. I, I would pay him. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I'd pay him. Too. I, like, I mean, like, I they're gonna to have a line of seller's market. Maybe Ken Holland gives up a first round pick for a guy that he can keep, and you make that deal. Like they're gonna have a line of they could have a, like, this could be their top six, right? They got Mantha, uh, Larkin, uh, Bertuzzi, right? Uh, and then their second line could That's be going so well this year. Lafreniere. Well, they only have one line. They have three players, bro. But and then they could have Lafreniere, Valino. Yeah, and it's Zadina not like they're even line. like. It's not like they're even doing anything amazing. Like Bertuzzi's got forty points. It's yeah, not. Yeah, but it's it's like easy to shut down. They don't have any defensemen. They don't have any defensemen. I, I don't think they're getting. They don't get very many power plays because they get dominated every game. They, uh, like Larkin takes like eight eight to ten shots a game, and so does Mantha. Right? Like that's that's all that's all their offense goes through those three guys. Like I, if you watched uh, Bertuzzi at the All Star game, I know I fucking. Rick, your favorite event? Yeah, I fucking hate it. But he looked actually good when he was playing with with some good players. So, um, like I see your point. I think that's a great guy for the Oilers to get. To I, target, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, but I don't think that the that's in the Detroit's best interest. Fair enough. Um, and also, like one more thing, like he is a Ken Holland original pick and not a Steve Eisenman. Yeah, like, but so is Tatar. Back in, back in so is Tatar. It always circles back wrong. to Tatar, baby. Yeah, you're Did... trying to sell Tatar off so hard. It's like. Did we talk about the value of Tatar on the podcast or that by ourselves? No, so I was going to bring that up. We talked about him by ourselves, and I said that he was worth, when their Pittsburgh stuff was going on, I said he was worth a first and Poulin, and you guys were laughing at me. And then, who was it? Uh, Jason Zucker gets Addison in a first. Gets Addison in a first. And then Blake Coleman gets. I would say Poulin's a bit better than Addison. Yeah, fair. But also, Tatar is probably a little bit better than Zucker, no? Yes. And cheaper. Mm. Like salary cap wise. I think Zucker signed longer, but on the uh, premise on yeah, the premise Zucker of Montreal longer. retaining salary for next season. Which they would hundred percent do. There's no reason they wouldn't do that, right? 
It's not they, if they trade Tatar, it's not like they're gonna be great this next year. Yeah. I I like let's perfect. I don't think Tatar is gonna. I I would say it's about a seventy percent chance he doesn't get traded, and about a thirty percent chance he does. Just because everything that's coming from Montreal and Mark Bergeron is that they want to compete next year, right? So, um, yeah, I just I I don't see it. Um, what I would love though is for them to just fuck like get rid of Petrie. Like, imagine what Petrie could get on the open market right now. Like, I I think you want to trade everyone, and I. Uh, so here here's actually a point I wanted to bring up. Um. And I'm just going to touch on this a little bit. We'll talk about it next week. But the, the Canucks acquired Tyler Toffoli this season, uh, just this earlier this week. Uh, was that the first player they brought in from outside of their organization this year? The, the Canucks? Uh, yeah. They had Miller at the start of the year, right? No, Miller yeah, at the start of the year. Like, he went through training camp. He, he's he been there oh, yeah. from... They yeah, haven't traded anybody else. So, yes, yeah, so that, that's the first, like... That, 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 that is the first, first trade we've made this year. Yeah, that's yeah. the first player from out even waivers. Like that's the first player from outside of yeah. the organization that they have brought in, and I think that actually is like a big deal. Like to to trade this player, to trade to swap this guy out, to swap that guy out. That's not a good thing for your team. It's not a good thing for team morale. It's not a good like. Oh, I 100% situation agree where with guys you. are just cycling in and out yeah. backwards I, left and right like i i 100 percent agree with you which is why i want the house to do it so we can suck <laughs> so, <laughs> that is 100 percent oh, why no. i want to do it so you're saying you were saying well they're, they're already on the right okay, let, me, let, me, let me let me throw you out a stat here right you're talking about all the good teams and how they don't make trades right there's three guys four guys in the habs that on the, on the actual roster that the habs actually drafted Everybody else the Habs have traded for. Well, yeah, right? that's why they're probably we... so fucking bad. Exactly, <laughs> which is why we need to trade these guys for some draft picks so we can actually get some talent, homegrown talent from the top end of the draft. Like, I, 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 I'm so sick and tired of being mediocre. We've been mediocre for like nine years now, man. Like, and I'm, I'm just sick and tired of it. Like, just blow it up. Okay, get now some good high picks and let's, let's, I... let's prepare to win in like four or five years. Like, fuck it. I do understand that perspective but when you were like oh trade this guy trade that guy like you want to sell this guy that's where it got me confused but yeah the whole oh. premise of going down for four years like, and, I, like fuck it, like, man, it trade, properly. I, I would like get rid of domi get rid of tatar get rid of petrie um yeah fucking, just go like, for rangers, open season go for uh, rangers. Uh, I was gonna i'm, ask not, you I'm about... not even opposed to trading price right now like i'm yeah like, i was gonna ask you about domi rangers. if you don't trade domi he's an rfa at the end of this year right mm-hmm what do you sign a long time? At how long? Like five or four or five years. Okay. Okay. Like the Duran contract. Gotcha. I would say. Um, but that might be a blessing, this guy. I think Domi has a lot to offer, and like I'm, he- that's the guy I'm hesitant to trade. But he doesn't really fit in the roster long term because we have Suzuki, who is we know is a centerman now. We got Cock and Yemi who's coming, hopefully. Uh, yes. Yeah, so little little scared on him, yeah. but he's got he's got nine points in eight games in the AHL since he got sent down, so that's good. Um, has he scored a goal yet? No, he's got all assists. Oh, but he's but that's the thing with him, right? He's an elite passer. That's always been his thing. So, and he's there's nobody on the Habs who can shoot and finish. That is Montreal's problem. And the only yeah. way you get those guys is through the draft, who can finish, right? Like Caulfield. Cole Caulfield. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully Cole and and KK can step up next year. Um. So yeah, that is what I think that like. I hope they do that. If they don't do that, if they don't trade anybody and their plan is to win next year, Claude Julien needs to be fired. There is no other way around it. You cannot go into next year with that same coach after the last two years and what has happened. Um, so I'll support the team either way. I love them. I always will. 
but those are my two views on it. If you don't trade anybody, Julian needs to go. If you trade everybody, I don't care what happens with their coaching, but um, yeah, get some good, get get some high end draft picks, get some top end talent on this freaking roster. Because like, look at Suzuki, man. Like, I, I was gonna bring this up uh, maybe in a couple weeks, but I think I think Suzuki should be uh, third in Calder voting right now. That might be a hot take, but uh, I think he's really turned it on this office. He's third in points for rookies right now. Um, so yeah, I think he's competing with in that spot with uh, Olafson and Merzilkins. I, I don't think there's any competition really other outside those two guys. So, but that's what we need. We need more of those kind of guys. More Suzuki's. More. Hopefully, Cole's the real deal. We need more of those guys. Hopefully what what is one the price draft. of one Ilya Kovalchuk? And I'm not saying for the waiters. I, I think it's. I think, I think it's a system, but it's either a flat first right now or a first second. for Kovalchuk. What? Yeah. yeah no fucking way. Yeah. Just I would pay, never it's, pay that. It's because it's because he's under a million in cap space, right? What meds so are you taking? A, did you get? No, no you I'm not saying that's me. Snow? That's not me. Hold on. I'm I'm just being what's reported. Okay. This is what the reported asking price for Kovalchuk is. Is a first or a second and a decent prospect? I would give a third at best. Yeah, I think we likely best. get just a flat second. Uh, I think a team will bite on him. I could see a team biting for a flat second. But his value is dropping every day. He's kind of falling off a cliff here, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you guys. I think that's ridiculous at first for him. I don't think it happens. <laughs> I'm with you. Don't worry. I'm just I'm just saying what's been reported. Yeah, that's but that's first round. Like the thing about Mark, like what? The thing about Mark is he only makes trades when he knows like he's gonna win, right? Like he he traded for Scandella, um, he traded a fourth for him, but then he get, and then he trades him again, flips him for a second. Like Buffalo must feel really bad about that one. That was that was pretty funny. Yeah, and we got a sure. conditional fourth on that too. It's we Buffalo. Get a fourth back. It, like they're they're used to it. It's Buffalo. Yeah, f- fair enough. Um, <laughs> And then I guess we 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 talked about the Oilers in Montreal a bit. Let's go. To I, I did have one I mean. more. I did have one more trade target. And again, like I'm not looking. We we got we needed a winger for McDavid. We have a we have a full line now with Yamamoto, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins. It works great. Now we just need someone with Connor McDavid and Cassian. And I don't think it's Neil. He doesn't really work too well five on five with those guys. And no, it's not someone with. It's not someone with speed and hands. It's someone who's getting to the right spots. It's someone who can yeah, use their brain Tatar. more. I don't than think you. I don't think you've feet. watched Tatar, man. He's a very high, intelligent player who goes to the exactly what you're saying. Goes to the right spots. He's a great passer, great hands. He's got. He's he's a fast, good skater. Like that's what he does. Everything you're describing is Tatar. I don't. I don't think you actually watch him play. I think you're more describing a guy named Louis Erickson. He'd be really. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm actually describing a guy out of Florida. Uh, oh. named Vincent Trocek. Oh. Yeah, I saw his name on the trade market, yeah. He is yeah. someone I, like, he can play center as well, so if we need a third-line center for uh, a deep team, you can throw him in the third-line center with a couple scrubs, uh, Ryan Eugene Hopkins style uh, and Bo Horvat style, as uh, as I like to, yeah. you know, <laughs> those poor Literally. centers that have shit wingers. Like, that's, that's why I can But Trocek is going to cost a fortune. Oh yeah, he, like, he costs. He would cost. Pick. He would cost like he a first, first and like in... Bouchard. No, what? Yes, yes. You see what these guys are going for, right? Cole, like, bro, <laughs> Coleman oh, just okay, went for I... first and Pat and, and Nolan Foot, man. Like, what? We just what? called up Bouchard. He's in our lineup tomorrow. He is not getting traded. Broberg, one of the two. Like, I think yeah, he... that's that's what it's going to cost. Uh, I think you can maybe give him like. 
hopefully but why, early. Why would Florida do that? Isn't, isn't Florida trying to make? Oh, don't ask me what the fuck Florida's doing. I have no idea what they're doing. What about Brandon Sod? Yeah, he's another guy. That's a little, a little bit cap heavy. A little bit cap heavy, and I think, I think Chicago is at the point now where they would probably want to eat. They would be willing to eat some cap, right? They're kind of re- retooling, resetting. Maybe yeah, not actually. He's had a pretty long doing contract. that for the last like five years. I feel like so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think it's gonna be really interesting the next couple of days. I'm really excited. I think it's gonna be. I think some names that nobody even has talked about are gonna go. Oh, I hope so. I I just like, don't want us to like think that we need like some super speedy Athanasiu type player to go play with Connor McDavid. We need a smart player to play with Connor McDavid. Yeah, you need Thomas Tatar, is it? Yeah, I'm still not sold. <laughs> Every, everything you've described is just screams tar to me and i think you're just scared because he had that bad two months in vegas yeah oh that's I, I think that's, that's a huge is. that's a huge part of i think why he hasn't been dealt yet oh, i think the asking price is fucking absurd because it's mark bergevin that's what it is all the demon have gone first like they went all last week all this past week and now i think the forwards are going to start to well, the cheaper ones always go first, right? Because you don't you don't want your like you don't want to sit around waiting for one of the expensive guys, and then as you're waiting, like all the cheap guys go. So, I think I think usually the, the the more cheaper guys tend to go earlier, and then on the trade day, on trade deadline day, is more when teams are like, okay, we'll pony up for somebody, right? Does anyone desperate. else here wake up at five a.m. and watch broadcasts? absolutely not you're insane <laughs> 6 a.m i guess in, in you know what i do up. i wake up look at my phone open twitter oh look at this look no all this information right here <laughs> you wake <laughs> up and no trades. trades have happened but guess what i'm i wake up <laughs> so... at like five o'clock at night bro no i'm just kidding i don't wake up that late but uh there's ben? usually a couple trades when i wake up every every day ben do you do you uh watch the broadcast uh, at 5 a.m no. no no i do not no. i am fast asleep you're actually insane zen <laughs> It's fun. You're actually just nuts. It's fun. You, you, you came to... over that one time. Uh, you flew out here, and we we watched it that one time. And I remember. I was here uh, for a deadline. I was there for a deadline. Or day. no, I was hungover as fuck. Yeah, you remember that? And you got up, and I woke up, and I was like, "What happened?" <laughs> you don't remember? Oh that? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was sitting there watching. Uh, yeah, I, it's I, fun. I do remember. I do remember being in middle school though in Vancouver, and they put in one of my classes put the. Uh, Oh, that's the, awesome. the trade deadline like show on i forget what it's called throughout the day but uh it was pretty cool yeah oh, uh, that was yeah, you, that's happened that happened when i was in elementary school too they put when the flames made that run at 04 uh when they're playing the lightning and stuff and uh they, they were showing like clips um and, and they were like playing like radio uh clips over like the intercom and stuff it was pretty cool that's sick yeah especially now when your team's a buyer i'm gonna be ready to go 5 a.m monday morning with my tim hortons just uh, just take i'll be ready to can go I, early but but hey, nothing happens at 5 a.m i know like, nothing happens at 5 a.m they, they do shit all something? they they make jokes and they talk about what's happened the past week it doesn't matter like you just it's part of the day can i say something controversial oh oh god we're we gonna say the trade deadline sucks or something like the all-star I think game if the oilers <laughs> trade for tatar and make the conference finals. 
See, wow. that, that, now you're just saying that shit because you want Montreal to get this good. No, Paul. I think I, I'm saying You don't it mean that is, deep down. No, what is no. your... Uh, no, do, hold do you on, know why? Let's go hold back on. and listen you, to everything you said about the Oilers the I past know, two weeks. I you know. said one player is not going to do know. it for him. They need to wait. What? This is shit, Grayson. It's not just one player, though. That's what I was going to describe. I think it's all because of Kaylor Yamamoto. That kid is the real deal, man. I think uh, the Oilers got a good one with him, and that line... That Nuge Drysdale Yamamoto yeah, line might be one of the best lines in the NHL. I so are like you are five. you are you willing to say if the Oilers get in the playoff anything anything can and, happen? And oh, if, if that's their best line and they don't even have McDavid on it and they get a guy who can play with McDavid, aka Tatar, I mean fucking I don't know, man. I think watching Colorado last year uh, go through what they did with just that one top line, I think if the Oilers can have two. Um, I don't know if they, they, I don't think they can win the cup yet because I do think they're still missing a goalie, but, um, I mean, their, their defense is, is played really well this year. They've, I've been surprised by them. Um, and if Bouchard steps up and plays well, cause he's, he's up now, right? He's playing. He is up. That, that he could be play last game, but, uh, he's likely going to draw in tomorrow. Yeah. Like I think he could be a real dark horse and, uh, help put this team over top. So I, I actually think if they get a guy like, I, I mean, even Kreider, I'll say like, like a guy like Kreider to tar, one of these higher end guys, if they pay the price Pro for check him, I think, Z. yeah, someone any one of those keep, guys, someone they can I, add to their their roster. Let's now. just keep it simple and say Tatar, okay? Because I want what, okay. I want what what is your thing. what is your asking price first employee? First yeah, that or I would I would love uh, one of your defensemen. Which one, Chris Russell? Chris Russell, Chris Russell, Chris I Russell. Think, I think I think the Habs would I think the Habs would take him like as a bonus to eat salary, but then like obviously you'd have to have something too, right? Like a like a third or a fourth or some shit. Oh, hundred bucks! I'd do that all day. Yeah, like the, I think the Habs are in a position where they can do that, right? They're trained to tire away. Plus, we we have like three D men hurt right well, now. So Russell's like, pretty. We just need well, more bodies. <laughs> you would add to that list. He's congied. He's out. There's oh, really? no timeline oh. on his uh, return at this moment. But he did. Is today, he signed so. next year too? He is signed next year. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the Habs could just buy him out next year, depending on what they do. But no, I think uh, I think Puljujarvi in a first is for um, for Tatar is probably where it starts. That's probably what the asking price has been. So, um, but I think I think Puljujarvi to the Habs makes a lot of sense because I, I know he talked about it before where he said Montreal is a place he wants to play. We have a bunch of Finns, so I think he'd feel at home in Montreal. And in five years, like, you're gonna get Sebastian Ajo I, as well. I, I think I think. Uh, I think he's a little overrated, and I'm still not sold on him. But I think, like, I don't think any other team in the NHL is willing to pay the price, or has, like, Colorado's got Byram who's not moving. They got Timmins who, uh, I, again, I don't think they're gonna move. Uh, and then they have Martin Kout who doesn't really do it for me. So I think Pulleyarvi's the guy, and then a first, which is I think the Oilers are gonna be first in the Pacific. So I think it's gonna be a later. I think. I think I think if they make that trade, they get out of the first round and probably the second round. So I think that they'll be a late first. I just is, don't I think, think I just don't see Ken Holland trading him for a UFA next year. Like the thing is, though, I think if Holland's there, Tatar would resign there. Well, the what that could be done is they yeah, could still Edmonton. It. It's still Edmonton. Like no yeah. one yeah. wants to actually sign an Edmonton. Connor McDavid would... side, Leon Drysaddle side, like. They can go win a cup next year, and guess what? It's still minus fucking forty degrees there, <laughs> yeah. and it's a the, shitty city. The to biggest live in. thing, though, the biggest thing though, is that Tatar 
a lot of his value would come from the 50% retained from the Habs, and you would have him at like 1.8 next year, which would be huge, and like half this year, right? And I know like you get him next year and then he's gone, but like at the end of the day, by the time he's gone, can't you just trade for another guy? Like Pogliarvi is not coming back. Is the first round pick that you guys draft this year really going to do something for you? Not next year, no, of course not. Yeah, so then you just you just get somebody else. You get right? someone else with what? Your picks. Is it maybe it's time to? Uh, I think I. So I was concerned originally because I didn't think Yamamoto was going to be a big contributor, and I saw that there was that two was holes wrong. on your top line. Yeah, I was wrong there. Um, so with Yamamoto solving that one, there's really only just one hole now. Your third line's playing pretty well, I'll admit. Um, so it's really only that just that one hole in the top line. So if you fill that hole, and then you don't you don't have to fill it next year because he's there that year. You can maybe get a goalie next year and, and really go for it. I think you guys could maybe win a cup next year. Plus you have so much cap space available next year. So yeah, can, maybe can you can sign it? Maybe you can sign Taylor Hall. Like maybe you could fucking sign Taylor Hall. Who knows? What if we trade for Taylor Hall? Yeah, that's a thing we could talk about. Hall might be Isn't, on the market again because yeah. the Wilder. Or not the wild. The Coyotes Arizona are just uh, dipped out of a playoff spot right now. I'm pretty they sure are they really, just, they don't they have are reeling. Like, well, like uh, Camper, Camper uh, went down and everything uh, fell hold apart. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 just no, no, took no. 14 shots it's, on Jordan Bennington and lost just, one nothing. It's, it's not the goaltending. Rance has been fine. He has like a 918, 919 save percentage. He, they lost one nothing today. Yeah, they he can't made 45 score fucking saves goal. on 46 no, but, shots. But today, today was against, uh, they played against the Blues, right? Yeah. Yeah, that team is not beating the Blues on any night. I don't know. No, but the problem is not the goaltending because Rath has been solid. Do you think Hall messed up the chemistry though? No, because they were fine right away. They this team just can't score goals. No matter who they have, it's always been a problem since I've moved to Arizona for school. The four last they, four years, they, they can't keep score getting goals. Overrated guys, man. That's what that's what the problem is. Like, like but Phil, Phil Kessel should score at least twenty five goals. Right out of shape. Like, what drive does Phil had, Kessel have to score any goals in Arizona? I mean, he had 80 points last year, though, that's and he wants, to, he wants to do it. He, he won two he, cups. He wants to do it for his boy. Uh, Hold nah, on. That's, that's the reason. He, he just Malkin won two cups. He got dealt out to, to Arizona because he probably doesn't give a single fuck anymore. He's living in a fucking like, uh, luxurious, like, Arizona, like, warm weather. He has no drive at all to do anything. Ah, he but he likes he likes he likes talk it. Like he he's got some drive because his relationship with talk he wants to do well for him. He's got to have I, something. I don't I don't see it, man. I've I've never seen it with yeah. Castle, it's called dude. it's I don't called know. paycheck day. Yeah. Uh, fair enough, but okay. Taylor Hall, ta- 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 Hall, like he's Wait, not. What what why does Hall have any incentive to do anything there either? Like it, maybe he got there. He he played well for the first couple games because he's like, okay, yeah, new team, right? Halsey, Halsey and then like it kind of settles in where he's like, I'm no, in Arizona. He's Halsey almost a point per game win. guy. He's been almost a point per game guy for them. I don't know, man. Uh, they I, just can't. I don't know why they. I, I, it comes down. Is it a system thing? Is is talking too defensive? Like because these guys can't score goals. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. Probably what it is. Then they, they lack. You know what I think it is. They lack a lot of like um uh, from their back end in terms of like like OEL is good. Yeah, what right? happened? They need Soderstrom. They need, like they need been... Yeah, that's that's they need that dynamic guy in the blue line, right? They need Soderstrom. They like do. I like OEL, but he's not a power play. Like he's not a modern day power he, play quarterback. He can run your PP two. Soderstrom. Sure. They need to get him to be. But I don't know if he's a guy that's going to run power play one. Is he? So yeah, I don't know. 
So is Ekman Larson? Is he really worth eight point two five million dollars? No, no. I, I no? from day one when he signed that, I said no. They didn't wow. have a choice though. But they don't have a choice. They didn't have a fucking choice. What do you want, OEL? Eight point two five. Okay, sign here, please. <laughs> Holy shit, Zane! You were you were joking? They shot fourteen shots. Yeah. You ain't what was their attempts? Short- that is disgusting. Wait, wait. How many attempts did they have on net though? Do you know? I don't, no, know. I don't know. Because St. Louis oh, blocks I'm, a shit ton I'm of shots. Look it up. Yeah, but 14, dude. That's, that's how many you should have but, in a okay, period. But, but the, the, the Coyotes have no centermen, man. This is the oh, biggest yeah, part of this is the biggest part of uh problem with the Coyotes is they don't have a... If well, they, they traded Domi for, for Galchenyuk. They had 30 shot attempts. Yeah. The Blues had 67. 30 shot attempts. That is, that's not good. Not good at all. They got wow! Ronson must have stood on his freaking head, dude. Yeah, forty-five saves and forty-six shots. The Blues had fifteen more, sixteen more shots than the Coyotes had shot attempts. Like that yeah. is that's that, not that, a that's playoff just, team. That's just this game, though. I mean, I think if oh, you look course, at it as yeah, a whole, since Kemper went down, I think goaltending is the biggest has been the biggest problem. I, I disagree. I, I still disagree. Because I watched some clips where like Hill was playing and um and ranta and i was like oh my dear god Some the they went through there. a rough they went through a rough stretch but like like i'm looking at their last game so they they lost to the stars 3-2 beat the islanders 2-1 beat the capitals 3-1 lost to the Sens 3-2 same thing 3-2 maple leafs beat the yeah. beat the like it's all 3-2 scores yeah no no i mean yeah like they, they definitely – that's always been Arizona's identity, though, is, like, low-scoring games, have trouble scoring goals, keep the fuck out of our net kind of thing, right? So I, I am a little shocked after the Hall thing. I thought the Hall was going to help them a lot. Um, and I thought they were going to be, like, definitely a division team there. In, Who's in the, the center now? How weak it is. Who's the center? But Dvorak uh, and Stepan are the top two guys, right? Yeah, yeah Dvorak, Stepan. That well, it. Yeah. They're both second-line guys. I mean, Stepan's probably a third line guy now. Is Schmaltz? I should know this, but is Schmaltz not Schmaltz is a he's a center winger, right? I think they have. Yeah, I'm not name. sure what they're playing him right now. It's you know what? It's a freaking shame that uh, Keller is not a centerman because yeah, he's right? so he's such a good passer. And he's shifty. Like that's that's the kind of guy they need in the middle of the ice, right? Yeah. He still hasn't been great though. He's not living up to his contract yet. Is there even like a center? Of but they the have they have well? no guys. This is the problem why Domi struggled there too, right? They don't have anybody to give the wingers the puck. Like everything needs to go to the like the D well, pass it up. Domi was the, this... Domi was the center that did that. He would have, he would get you know thirty five assists on the year. Has Barrett Hayden, yeah, what... is he a pure center? Yeah, yeah he, he is. is, but he hasn't 100%. played much. He, he still needs he still needs a couple of years. His shoulder is fucked still, isn't it? Well, regardless, he still needs a couple of years. To no, he's back now. He's back. Oh, he's back. We kind, of, we kind of, you know what? We kind of jumped all over the place. Um, is is there anything else that you guys want to fill? Like, maybe no, last like ten minutes. We'll have, here, a, we we'll have wanna... a trade. We have a trade deadline episode coming out next week. Like some pretty quick. Yeah. So I think we we can cover a lot of it then. So do, do you want to talk for... about the? Do you want to talk about the Biz Carcillo thing quick, and then we can? I want to. I want to and... point out one thing: is Gabe Velarde scored nine seconds into his first NHL shift. Yeah, I, just I, now. great for Gabe, man. I, I'm actually so him. happy for him because yeah. I thought he's. That, he, that's, that's a Mario Lemieux first shot, first shift, first goal. Yeah, nine seconds into his first shift. Well, the thing is, like, you didn't even know if he was gonna have a career, right? Because right, back, he's got and he's so issues. young. You never want to see that for a young guy like that. So, so that's awesome for him. Yeah, really, that was uh, that was cool to see. Yeah, and that's you know what, <laughs> LA is probably like, holy shit, we might have dodged a bullet. Oh, I, uh, yeah. Was he ninth? Think... He went ninth overall. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. I did want to bring up Besser, but I think I might save that for when we talk about the Canucks. Yeah, let's, let's, save, let's save that for, like, uh, I think we're going to plan this to record maybe, like, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So we, there should be an episode out pretty quick here. Um, yeah. But, no, I think – let's spend, like, five minutes. I want to talk about this Biz Carcillo shit that's, that's going on because um, it's gotten kind of nasty. Like, I don't know. Have you guys been keep, keeping up with it? Yeah, I watched and I listened to what Biz had to say on this podcast. Do you know what I'm talking about here, said. I know what you're talking about. I don't know what Biz said on the podcast. I've just seen the tweets that... uh... Yeah, I've more seen the tweets, too. I don't know what he said on the podcast, but I know, like, that a lot of, like, screenshots have been taken and uh, displayed for everybody to see. And uh, it's not... I don't think it's looking that great for Carcillo, is it? No, it's really not. It's... it's, And I know a, a bunch of, like, anonymous, like, teammates... And NHLers have chimed in, and there's been like screenshots taken with their names blacked out, and they're all on business side too, right? I'm just so sick of seeing. And this is besides the point of everything. Well, you Carcillo's fucking hate Carcelo, hey? Because Blackhawk. I, I don't, but he's just a hypocrite, and he just his, the shit he talks about. Like, I get the concussion thing. I get, I get it. I get we're trying to make him safer. For that. This is also the guy that was giving advocates. out headshots. Yeah. We were all advocates I, I, for less concussions. Yes, no absolutely. one wants. I, I sympathize with him because I have the concussion problems too, right? But having a lot like concussion symptoms and all that stuff does it's not an excuse for being a piece of shit like he is. It's just yeah. he can't use it. He's a hypocrite. Um, all the fucking racist shit that has come out about him, and it's pretty brutal stuff. I don't even know. I would, yeah. He needs to go. I delete your Twitter. Just. Take the L, bud. I don't know. Go away from it. Obviously, the, obviously, the stuff where like his family's being threatened and stuff is not. That's okay. not good either. No, no, not, absolutely not okay. Not. And I and I sympathize him for on that, but yeah, I also like, man uh, up my... and take responsibility and and. Uh, I yeah. always get curious when I hear the death threat family thing. I, I'm not saying it's not true, but I always just feel like are people really threatening you that much over that? Like, I don't know. Over Dude, there's some... some crazy people about that. Uh, there, there, there are. There are. But like that, the advocates seems, and the. If you're doing, if you're doing that, like you're a nutcase. Like, fuck off! Don't, yeah. don't do that. Stuff. Well, he's had like police outside of his house for like. Right, and like that's yeah. if that's actually happening, he actually has threats. Like that's ridiculous. Like yeah, not not okay. Not okay, but I, I don't think they're yeah. like valid threats. They're just some idiot non right. saying what the whatever the fuck. He right, wants. that that's what I mean. Yeah, but still, don't do that. Yeah, dude, don't right. do that. It's just stupid. All right, well, that's well, that's that's. I just wanted to like bring it up and kind of talk about it, but um, yeah, I, I think that's that's good for this episode. I mean, kind of a shorty but a goodie, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll we'll hit him quick next week with after the trade deadline stuff. I'm pretty excited for it. Oh, it's also, gonna be a great weekend of, of I'm, trades. And... I'm extremely nervous, man. I'm... Same, dude. I was, all these rumors flowing around Canucks Simmons and you know Yolevi, and it's just a scary time. I would be way more confident if I. Like the Habs and stuff were just more transparent, but I have no fucking idea what's gonna happen, man. <laughs> Same. Like, even the you can tell too, because even the reporters have no fucking idea, right? Like these guys are. I mean, I think usually, uh, like you know, the Alex Freemans, the LeBruns, and all these guys have, um, more of an idea, or they. I think most years they they, they sound more confident. They usually have more information. Yeah. I feel like a lot of information has been lacking this year. Like I, I found it from more like other sources yeah. than like the main guys, which I think is uh, telling of like it could go in a lot of different directions. So yeah, yeah, it's scary times for some teams, and 
the prices are so high. It's going to be really interesting to see who gets way overpaid for. Yep. Yeah, I know. Well, that's Please that's why. Don't be Wayne Simmons. There, there's that, always someone why... every year, Roman Polak, going for two second-round picks, and just, mm-hmm. it happens. Well, yeah. one was Tatar a couple years ago for Vegas, right? <laughs> first, yeah, second, first and third. second, and third. Would you, you, would you take that package all day, every day, right? For Tatar right now? Mm-hmm. A first, a second, and a third? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would. Take that to the bank, baby. Uh, I don't know, man. Why do you think about it? Three picks? A first, for a guy you could a second, potentially a resign in a like an year? Offer sheet. That's like an offer sheet. Yeah. It depends how high the picks are, but yeah, no. I I I I know you guys don't think he's worth as much, but I like he's on pace for seventy this year, right? Like that's that's no joke. <laughs> for the oh, absolutely, first time but the first, career. second, a third is a lot. And 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 seventy, he's on pace for seventy, and you can. It, it doesn't really matter, but first time his career because like, he's doing it this year, so you're selling him for this year, and then hopefully he does similar stuff next year. But you're selling him for this year at a really low like one point eight caps hit, which is that's the main selling point, and that's why I think his value is so high because. He's that he's got that point potential, and he's also extremely cheap, which I think you guys are underrating a lot, right? I I think that's the part where, like, he's what five point eight or five point two or something. No, well, he's I think he's five point eight with salary retained from Vegas, so he's only at about like four for the Habs right now, and then we retain fifty percent of that, and he goes down to like two. I don't think it works like that. It does work like that. He. You don't get fifty percent off checked. of what he is retained. You can go fifty yes, percent off of what is. You get you get fifty percent off of what you're paying for him. Mm. What your what the cap hit on your team is hundred percent. I've like triple checked this because there's loopholes where you can like, like for instance, Louis Erickson, right? His cap hit is a six, right? You Louis Erickson could get traded to a team. And the team could retain fifty percent of his cap or twenty five or whatever, and then he get traded again, so that in a three way deal, so that his cap space is then reduced even more. So it spreads out the cap more, like that. That was when I remember when like Lucic and Louis Erickson, all those rumors are going on. That was brought up like as a solution, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a thing. I I've never it's never happened before though. Okay, I'm gonna look this up on Cat Friendly here. Are you doing it live? Should we should we cut it here? No, I'm doing it live. The players retained, the percentage retained cannot exceed fifty percent of the player's salary, including all bonuses and salary mm-hmm. cap hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's same the percentage must be retained for both the player's salary and salary cap hit, and cannot be modified. All teams are limited to a maximum of three retained salaries per contract season. Three retained salaries, three retained contracts. Sorry. Yep. A player's contract is limited to two retained salary transactions per contract, so you can retain them twice, but they can mm-hmm. exceed fifty percent of what they, of what their original is. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can, because it's just it's the it's the fifty percent of whatever 50% the salary is a hard is rule. Team. No, no, no. Fifty percent's a hard. No, I know. Rule. I know. Fifty percent's the hard rule. It's the hard rule of like, you, you yourself, your team can't retain more than fifty percent of what you're currently paying. Each team can can retain up to fifty percent of what they're paying. So what's his what's his 
I I think you're wrong on this one. I think you're really wrong on this one. I, I'm not wrong. I, I actually I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong because I mean I, it's I've they've talked about it on like Thirty One Thoughts. They've talked about it on um what's the the what's the Montreal yes yeah, so he's Marino, four point eight four point eight in Montreal. Yeah, he so can't go down that, to two point four. four. He can't go down to two point four. Hundred and ten percent, he can. I I we we can we can look at it maybe off. This is gonna go on forever. <laughs> no, we'll we'll, we'll uh, take that, a look. That's what that like we'll that's what look, Elliot we'll what like they, that was. You should listen to Thirty One Thoughts. Last they they talked about it on there. All right. It's, all right. We'll, we'll cut it there. Uh, next episode we will. We'll see you guys soon. Yeah, real soon. But we're gonna be covering all the trades that happen, uh, including the ones that have already happened. We're just gonna you know do it all together in one bundle, so you guys you know have all that information in in or that that content in one area you don't have to it's not spread out between two episodes so yeah hopefully we can get that out uh hopefully by wednesday it's out next week so the uh 20 what is it 26 hopefully the 26 is out so yeah thanks for listening guys if you guys like that content uh, give us a follow at hockey on pod on twitter uh we you know post stuff every around every two weeks so uh if you like the content give us a subscribe and follower or uh uh And and yeah, so we will see you guys uh, next Wednesday. Thanks.